So, yeah, this podcast contains spoilers. Spoilers, y'all. All right, so we're doing this thing where basically we have a date night, we watch a movie, and then we come here and we either shredded the pieces because it was trash right um or we talk about like how much more it could do because we couldn't get enough of the story and we loved it so much like all the different fan theories that we come up with because we love it right so uh i'm mags and i'm tone and today we're talking about the old guard on netflix all right, so this is a movie about uh, immortals. So, like, so Tone is going to put it real, like, oh, it's about immortals. And so we love sci-fi stuff. Yes, it's my favorite, actually. And um, it, this is not that. So at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, you know, what is it that you got me watching? And the first few scenes you see, like, super badass, like, Lara Croft meets the chick from, uh, the teacher from the, the, what's that movie? Where um, they were, like, helping the, the ghetto kids learn how to read. And any, I'm like. Anyone you want to name. Pick one um, of them. Right? And I'm like, so, Charlize Theron, um, our white South African sister is playing a woman that I have never met in person, right? Like the this 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 uh trope that they keep on giving to us, the Lara Crofts and the whatnot and the, you know, racially ambiguous but yet very still very clearly not black uh vibe. And so I was frustrated and Tone was mad at me for calling her um a mysterious super uh white chick um savior let me be real clear when i say i was not angry about what she was like the fact that she was coming down on this woman for whatever reason i just wanted her to watch the movie because i watched the first i say five ten minutes of it and there was a scene in it that caught my attention and i was like we both like fight movies like with good fight scenes yeah and the choreo the choreography for this fight scene in the first 10 minutes of the movie was amazing and I was like, we got to watch this together. And that's the only reason. So she comes through with her super cool haircut that, like, she's mysterious and she's hiding out. But she also has this super dope fresh cut with, like, nice layers and whatnot. Like, she just jumped out the chair. So either she's dope as hell at doing her own hair while she's on the run underground or she goes into somewhere and like she's lucky to get whatever haircut she gets and they keep on just happening to get it right. I mean it's the sassy white girl haircut, right? Like Oh yeah, the side part under with the whipty bam on the right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And um, you know, it, it started off as a movie where it's like, okay, where does she come from? What is this about? What's going on, right? Because when I first started watching it, I was kind of, I was in the same mindset, similar mindset to uh, Max. You know, like, okay, here we go with this. She about to save the world, y'all. Right. <laughs> and then that first fight scene, I was like, whoa. Okay, I need to watch the rest of this because obviously I was wrong. Um, and Margaret was kind of the same way. 
Like that first fight scene, she's seen it and she kind of perked them. Like, wait a minute. Exactly. And so then let me just say right now that I'm going to give Charlize Theron her flowers today because the, the effort and the detail in her martial arts and her fighting was on point in this film. No, she, 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 that Corey, her, she really like showed off the choreography that she, you know, she, you can tell that she practiced. She was serious about it. Right. And so then like they start off like saying, uh, well, I guess trying to put you in the mindset of she is the boss. She's all knowing. She's wise. She's, you know, she's whatever. And, um, I get. I feel bad. So then we need to put like a, a do a spoiler disclaimer yes. on the front end of this because you don't know that they're immortal until yeah. fifteen minutes into the. That's true. So film. there will be okay. Got you. So like, um, I don't know. I was just. It took me all the way up until that fight scene to be sold on the film because I like in these times. Of this racial pandemic that we are enduring, I was not interested in watching not another white woman save the world in ways that I just I'm you and it's nothing wrong. Like not that a white woman is not capable. What I'm saying is I'm sick of that being the story that we always get shoved down our throat. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I also Kill Bill. Yes. I also get tired of that uh, just that narrative. Laura yeah. Croft. Right. All of them. I don't even know the names. G.I. Jane. That tough to it. But. All that stuff. Like, all of those all those films are like, you know, they get a chance to be, you can be anything you want to be. And then we got to watch. And then there's another flip to it. Like, okay, the diversity in this film is narrow. Ish. Uh, Narrow-ish. Yeah. And when... Our first introduction and like, okay, so now we're going to get someone that is um, black in the film and... Specifically a black man. Yeah. Then it's like, what are we getting ready to do? Is this about to be... Is he about to be the villain? Are we about to sit through and watch this white woman trying to kill this black man this whole time? Well, we didn't know he was the villain or not initially. We thought they were just getting a mission from him. Well, I mean, like, so you didn't know. But well, the very in the very beginning of the movie, no, like you you couldn't really tell. Like it, there's could be an assumption, but it's more like you have to wait and see. So let me tell you why I knew that he was gonna be set up to be the villain in the way that they played this out. Right? It was unknown person vetted by some dude in the crew. Crew just got back together, acting like they hadn't seen each other in a while. Dude has this, you know, story that lines up that makes him sympathetic to the boss of the crew, right? You know, and it's just like, okay, so you've lined him up just perfectly so that this all-wise, all-knowing, she's so, you know, ahead of everybody else, accepts this mission from him. I knew it was some shiggity in the game just from that. It was too soon. Gotcha. Um, I was, I came into the film very open-minded because I didn't know what it was, right? I came, I walked in and I was like, I'm going to be open-minded. I'm not going to make any assumptions. I'm going to just let it play out. And that's kind of where I was. Um, 
initially watching the movie. So there's one very subtle scene where the guy um, does some impossible stuff. Like I'm, we're giving spoilers, but I still want people to watch this movie. Yes. Um, but it's like a very obvious. He is more than just some down and out dude. Uh, you know, outcast from a from a particular agency. Yeah, but when they said he was from that agency, obviously, uh, most like just the way he kind of presented himself, you can kind of tell he was from the field of that agency, which means he had a particular set of skills, which then you know what I mean. So it when so it was like everybody's a ninja in this movie. Essentially, that's where like by the time we hit this part of the movie, I'm like, okay, everybody is a ninja. Yes, and so then that's what this yes. is about to be. And once we figure out who these people are and what's going on. And we get all of the characters together. Yes. Um, the diversity kind of exploded. Yeah. Like it was a slow build. Yeah. It was a slow build to, to get to the fully dive. Well, I want to, it was an extremely slow build to get to the extremely diverse cast. Like I believe one was, everybody didn't show up to the end. One was from what? Uh, West Asia, um, Middle Middle East, East somewhere yeah. around there. Uh, there's another one that was. Uh, he was French. One French, of them was French. Yeah. Um, one. So there was like two people from the European region. Uh, and then nobody knows where our ambiguous, our, our uh, racially ambiguous, but clearly not black <laughs> accent ambiguous. <Shiro laughs> originate it was right. all, i'm not gonna lie it was on my nerves um at the onset until i saw the how they were getting ready to fight and then i'm like okay we gotta watch this for the fight scenes so let's um i feel like we did enough of like the the what i have a question for you go ahead what was the least believable um moment for you in watching this film uh, so we're talking about a film where people don't die. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we, but like you, ha um, so like you get, you accept the universe that we're in. Okay, so you're accepting this thing. Right. All right. Um, The most unbelievable point of the movie, I will say the first scene. Now, hear me out. They shoot up the characters. Um, I'm not going to give away, but they get shot up. That's how we find out they're immortal. They 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 begin to rise, and not one of the shooters even was looking in their direction in any type of way. Didn't watch them get up until the very last second when everybody was on their feet, standing straight up and down. And then they like that was the part where I was like, yeah. so nobody's paying attention at all. Like nobody, nobody was just kind of like nothing. Okay, okay, that's fair. <laughs> um. So that was your most unbelievable. So I'll, I'll yeah. answer for myself. Okay. I think the most unbelievable um, part for me was the um, the New Jack OG fight scene. Which one? The the new girl and the OG. Oh yes, yes. I you know I I feel like. Um, so when I was watching, I was like, when one Supreme rises, the other loses her power, right? When the new right. Supreme, and, right. and like, this is crossing universes for the people that watch like American Horror Story Coven, you'll catch that reference. But it was just like, is this what we're looking at right now? Why is it? And I'm like, you know, it, it, the fight scene itself was much too involved for the setting. It was, it was too 
Yes, it just it took too long. It, it was way took too long. Entirely and, too long. And the new the new one who risen was doing way too much. She was way over dramatic for me. Um, her like for me, it was one of those things where I'm like, she needs to chill out. Like, she, so I was I'm so sorry. I mean, to cut you off. So she was supposed to be like this motivated marine, right? So for me watching it, that wasn't the thing that seemed too much, right? Like her, her fight style and her demeanor and all of that wasn't too much to me. Okay. From seeing her like from the the military perspective, the thing that was too much for me was you gonna discharge a firearm in a flying plane. Yeah, as a marine, you you would have known better. No, the OG did it. Oh, did she? Yes. Goodness, I my. <gasps> You're right. And I'm like, so then you discharge a firearm in a flying plane that's already raggedy. It's like one of those things that that it reminds you of something from one of those like uh, first, not first person shooter. Yeah, like those like adventure yes, games. Like 007 it's raggedy. Or like yeah. like 007 see... from N64 plane. Yes. And yeah. it's like you're going to shoot that and you and you don't lose any pressure and everybody's just in there and it's good and nobody passes I don't out. even know where the bullet went. Was, was there a bullet? She told the, somehow she like she signaled to the air, the airplane guy to do something. Yeah. And, and I don't know what happened. It was just a lot and it was forever and it took 15 minutes and I'm like this is most of the movie. It took way, that scene, that part of the movie took way too long. And I'm gonna tell you, I feel like because that took so long, it made them rush um the the next major fight scene in the hideout in the first hideout i think they probably didn't have enough material to mm. push like pull the movie for as long as they needed to or wanted to and so they extended that scene Which i think scene? that's what happened the, the the og and the yeah. new jack yeah mm. i think they extended that scene i think they made it longer probably than they initially wanted to maybe because they had to pay less people to make that longer but i'm like we needed to see more of what was happening in that first hideout with that fight well the movie's quite clearly uh something that they kind of just threw out there and see what happened yeah Uh, but i but i feel like they left so much room for um a sequel that it's just like we okay so this is a new universe and we have to figure out whether or not we're trying to be involved in this. And if so, like, we got to accept there's some stuff that we're just not going to find out. Right. Exactly. And but once again, budget, probably concerns, probably like, we're going to just throw this much at it, see how it works out. If people like it, then we'll blow up the next version, throw a little more, more money at the next version. That's just what it seemed like to me. Okay. So we've already established that there's hella spoilers. Right. What was your most... Um, what was the what was the scariest thing in this? Because I know like once we start talking like um, like sci fi, supernatural, like mysterious new universe with new universal rules, but then it's like it's a near now, near our reality. What was the scariest thing for you? I don't know if anything really scared me, right? Uh, fear, as in, what do you like? What you mean by... Even a tangential fear. 
like was there something that somebody experienced that you were like that feels like something I couldn't do or something I couldn't deal with uh, or like it was a stretch or like it was it was something that jarred you uh the idea of being alive for a very long time uh here's the thing like you know I I would like to live for a long time but hundreds upon thousands of years or however long like that seems like a lot going through every generation, every like uh every generation, every uh you know, a moment in time and history and just experiencing different parts of history. Yeah. That that seems like it could take a toll on you mentally, uh more than anything else. So the scariest thing for me that's June. We're, oh, yeah. sorry. Our dog, June. Guys, you're going to hear her. <laughs> the scariest thing for me was probably the idea of being um, trapped. Un- yes. Yeah. Like, yes. the idea of being trapped. That I can say that, yes. I agree with that, actually. Yes. That. Yeah. And, and, and but, but, but not die. Yes. Yes. Like I was just like, this is much too much. Yeah, when that scene happened, when when that came, when that was told, I was like, I don't know if I can deal with this right now. It, yes, it. I think that that was the thing that was like, if you're not sold on these supernatural, you know, from all around the world, uh, you know, Captain Planet heroes, now you're gonna think about what happens if they are not the good guys that win. Right. And so now it's time to root for him. Right. Yes. Okay. Did uh, you did you have questions for me? Okay. All right. So So my question I have uh So did we we established that these people are uh just when you watch the movie it gets established that these people kind of show up and one goes and one comes. Uh, what 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 is your idea behind that uh, setup where they just seem to be replenished? What is your thought process behind that? Did you think about like why is that? What might be going on? So, um, I made the Captain Planet reference. And I'm kind of like laughing about it, but I really think that it's the elements, like okay. like not the elements, but it's like. You know what I mean? Like wind, water, heart, right? Type of thing. And not necessarily that um, that they are like bending any elements or anything like that. But I think that the, um, the warrior spirit versus the um, like the, the loving and kind spirit, right? Those were like things that were kind of out of balance. And so I think that when you when you get this one person and you kind of get a rearrangement of the different characters, mm-hmm. you see how the team is like stays balanced. Yes. Cuz here's another element that was creepy for me is that they dream about one another. Yes. Uh now I can't say that was creepy for me, but I get it. Well, I'm a dreamer. Right. And so like I I hate when I feel like somebody has visited my dream. I don't okay. like that feeling. And I don't like I don't like feeling like I'm dreaming the same thing as somebody else cuz that's that's just it's too otherworldly for me. So that was like a I guess a creepy thing, but yeah. but I think that that solidified me 
um, trying to line up their universe with like a Captain Planet. Right. So, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the gay couple. Oh, uh, they Nick were good. And uh, who was it? I don't it? know his name. It was Nikki and Joe, I believe. Yes. Uh, now there was a relationship um there that you know it was very obvious, like they didn't hide no aspects of that relationship in the movie. Yeah, they, they were soulmates. You could tell, right? And their connection was so in sync that you could see it in the fight scenes, and their fight scenes together were amazing. Yeah. Like, the way they just fed off of one another and just connected in every, like, uh, way. And, you know, and, and they were, and they were probably, they were probably my favorite fighters in a group. Right? Those yeah. two. Because um, they were brutal. Right? They were brutal in, like, this harmonic symphony of carnage. Right. It was it was something to see, and I was like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. And it took away a lot of the gay cliches that you get. Oh yeah, because they were very loving and very endearing, and they were very gay, right? Yeah. But then they will fight, and it will be like, you know, it will just be you, you, your mind will get taken away from that. Like, you yeah, they they didn't fall into tropes, right? And I was. Like, I mean, I'm saying tropes, but, like, there are people that embody some of the things that we see. But I I loved that their characters had so much dimension. Yes. That you knew they were together because right. of how they operated in, like, in the fights and, like, other things like that. But it wasn't until there was, like, an outside interaction where someone, like, asked what, you know, what their connection was. Right. That um that you even like really like they were deeply connected and had spent hundreds of years together. So it wasn't even just like that's my boyfriend, that's my husband type of thing. It was like they were one half of one another, and that was pretty. That was interesting to see. Yes, it was. I enjoyed um I enjoyed their chemistry as characters, and I enjoyed um. I guess just like the thought of somebody that you can fight with, like like it was a right. solid love story between yes. them two. For anybody watching it, anybody, yes. And I agree. Like I, 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 I fell into a place of where I was like, like I just wanted to watch how they sync, how how they would sync up. Yep. And that's what I found myself doing: how they would sync up and fight scenes. And everybody though in the group had that sync. That's that that that's synchronicity. Bit, yeah, the synchronicity. I didn't. I didn't want to say the word wrong. So it's okay. But uh, yeah, synchronicity to one another, and you could see it, right? Yeah. And it almost reeled you in that that aspect of it. But once again, those two, you can tell they were the most in tune. But everybody was in tune. Yes. Even the new. Yes. Uh, you know the brand well, new, like the the new Jack. Yeah, we'll even the it. new Jack was in sync with them all of a sudden because mm-hmm. they just have that it, I guess they share energy and they just work together so well. Yeah. Um so one of the things so one of the most annoying um I, I look at cl- I look at I clothing and I look at hair um just because I like to see the work that people do um with different stories and like how they interpret things. 
And there was a very intentional wardrobe situation with like the boss villain. And this fool had on a hoodie, like suit situation. And it was just the most All annoying. The time, Every like time. he had several colors of it. And it was just like they dressed him in such a way and did his hair in such a way that it was like, I want to punch him in the face. Like I want it reminded me of that one guy, that one uh in real life, uh, uh pharmaceutical guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. He that's who he reminded me of that everybody wanted to punch. The one that uh charged yeah, we don't yeah. say his name. Yeah, we're not gonna that say that was name. trying to charge people a crazy amount of money for life saving. Uh, medicine. And that's probably who they based it off of. <laughs> probably. But it was just like, I just wanted to punch him in the face the whole time. Yes. Like, every time. Even before I knew annoying. he was the bad guy. I, I was trying to figure out how was the people working for him. Working for him. Yeah. It was just bad. So, um, so let's go. Oh, no. So, the guy that plays James Copley. Okay. Uh, I Chiwetel, do, how you say his name? She would tell. Yeah, I can't. Is Gio four? Yeah, I think that's it. I have never known his name, but I have loved him in the several things that I have seen him in. Oh, he's in. a great actor. He is an amazing actor. But I'm just like I. Oh, he was in the. He was. He's gonna be in um, the new uh Doctor Strange. Oh really? Oh, he's yes. already been. He's already in Doctor Strange in general. Is he? Yes. Oh, he's from Twelve Years a Slave. So I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I don't I don't consume uh black suffering for entertainment. So none of these shows um will be anything along the lines of Twelve Years a Slave. But I have seen him in Doctor Strange. I think he's gonna be one of the bad guys. I've seen him in, in twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Um he was good in that. He was good in twenty twelve, yes. And then what else have I seen him in? Uh, Four brothers. I never watched Serenity. I meant to watch that, but I did not. But he's in that as well. Yeah, he's he's a really great actor. Um, I liked the way that they gave his character dimension mm-hmm. um, throughout this film. He was like he was he he made me feel several different emotions. Yes, they definitely gave him more dimension than I imagined they would. Yes, and that made up for me thinking that he was about to be bad guy villain and you know this this crew of white folks was about to crush the dude like it made me feel so much better about that because his character um was just like he was good he was bad he was deceitful he was like noble and honorable it was a lot of things so he did a really good job in that um let's see kiki lane who plays niall freeman yes the new jack Kiki Lane played that role. Now, I don't know that I have ever seen her in anything. Um, But let me tell you a story. mm -hmm. She is from Cincinnati. Yes. And that makes me so happy in my heart. Um, I'm just really, like, glad to know that a hometown girl is doing it like this. But when I tell you she acted in such a way... um, that it just, it made me want to see what other stuff she's got going on. And she's going to be in Coming to America. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Um. So then that's that. And uh, Charlize Theron, I like her. I have decided I like her as well. Yes. 
it has taken me um a little bit but i like her i like the way she carried her character yes uh and i think she was the right choice for the role because her accent whatever it may be either she toned it down or you know maybe it's really like that but you couldn't quite tell where she was from Mm -hmm. when she spoke like she had a little american to her accent but there was something else there yeah um and I think that that was necessary yes. because her character, like, is has been exposed to several civilizations, right? Exactly. Um, and like people and ways of life, and so it would make sense that she doesn't sound like one particular region. So she did a really good job yes. in this. Um, I'm just calling out the standouts. Let me tell you who was on my nerves. Uh, is this the guy? Yeah, Joey. Ansa. He's a British actor. I have never seen him in anything before. Um, he has been in the Street Fighter films. Oh, you talking about the main guy for the um, security? Yeah, the main security dude. Yeah. And he was also in the Bourne um, Ultimatum, but I did not recognize his face because his regular headshot versus the facial hair that he puts on for this film makes him look like two totally different he people. Can look like, he looks like he can look like many different people. And he can, because in Street Fighter, uh, who is this? Who's that character? Uh, he was uh, Akuma. So then there's that. Um, so, But he did a good job of making me want to somebody to fight him. Like, somebody yes. come fight him. And Harry Melling did as well, the main uh, villain. Oh, my God. Yes, like we talked about so much, so long earlier. Yes, he did a great job at being... Somebody you wanted to kick in the face. You just, I just wanted to like punch him in the face the whole time. Now, most definitely, most definitely. Um, the director of this film was Gina Prince Bythewood. Uh, she directed the films um, Love and Basketball, The Secret Life of Bees, Beyond the Lights, and now The Old Guard. That's just a few of the ones she's known direct directing. Um, now, I've never seen Beyond the Lights, but I know that Love and Basketball and The Secret Life of Bees were great, great films that had amazing direction. Uh, so, yeah. And then also something else that I did not know uh, prior to watching this film is that The Old Guard is actually a comic book, which I'm actually not surprised about, but I still didn't know it. Uh, the writer was Greg Rucka, who wrote Lazarus, Black Magic, and Wonder Woman. Uh, and um, the artist is Leandro Fernandez, who di who depicted characters in The Discipline, Deadpool, uh, and Punisher Max. So um, they did a great job on this film, and uh, I enjoyed it greatly. Yeah, so... You know, some directors mess up good scripts. Oh, they do it all the time. Right. I'm still mad about Mrs. Peregrine and, and Tim Burton. <laughs> Don't even... But whatever they got, they did a really good job directing it. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever the budget was, they did a pretty good job using, utilizing it. Uh, just from what watching the movie, a lot of the budget, uh, it don't seem like there was a, whole, a very big budget. But they utilized what they could very well. I enjoyed the movie. I did too. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you have you want to say? Um no. No. All right. Uh, this is Tone. Um, this is Mags. Yeah, and that's all we really have uh, here for this here show. If you have any suggestions of something that we should, I'm we're never gonna we're not watching John Henry. So 
I just want to. We we've, act, we have we've seen watched. it, but we're not. I'm not even talking about that. I want to talk about it because it could be hilarious to talk about. I want somebody to interview Terry Crews about that because I know that's the reason why he keep on saying crazy stuff on the internet so that we don't stop and pause and ask him what the hell that was, and or even ask Ludacris. There's no way what they read that script. Job. There's no way they read that script and say, "Yep, this is it." No way. I just don't even understand. I think that they probably got told one thing and then showed up to set and it was something totally different. That metal piece. Ugh. Oh my anyway. God. Anyway, but uh, it like, don't, don't yes. suggest no, if yes. you suggest it and it's garbage, oh, we we're going to at you. Yes. And your credibility of suggesting movies is going to be in question. I mean, bad movies can be suggested because that's part of reviews. No, I know. But I'm just going to talk crap. It's all I'm Yes, saying. we are definitely going to dig into it. Uh, and, you know. Or, gonna... or if you want us to watch it because you know it's bad and you yes. just want to, like, see how many things, say that. Yes. Maybe that's the better stand. Okay. Like, just let us know. Let us know. Let us know if you want us to watch something because you think it's bad and you want to see, like, if you tripping or not. <laughs> yeah. I like that. All right. There you go. All right. See y'all next time.